This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Sterling Fox, and in just a few moments, Dr. Ron Zokel of the world-class dentist from BC Perio will join us in studio to talk about, well, everything new in their world and to take your calls too. In our second hour this afternoon, we'll meet the folks from Pacific Business Brokers who have a fascinating story to tell about buying and selling businesses. But first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week, and we begin with an airline update on the 737 MAX situation. Southwest Airlines won't be using its fleet of Boeing 737 MAX planes for the entire summer travel season. The Dallas-based carrier announced it has canceled flights scheduled to use the grounded aircraft now through September 2nd. It was August 1st up until this past week. Southwest has 34 of these MAX planes in its fleet, the most of any U.S. airline, and they're still awaiting a fix. All the airlines, including ours, are awaiting a fix from Boeing for the 737 MAX, which was grounded worldwide in mid-March after two crashes. Earlier this week, American Airlines said it was canceling 115 flights a day through September as a result of the grounding. A little closer to home, I've been bounced off two flights so far by one airline to the point where... I changed carriers. Now I got my fingers crossed. I'm not going to get bumped by Air Canada. Carriers all over the world are affected. As for Boeing... The company reported this past Wednesday it has no new commercial aircraft orders in May. Not one. The second straight month that Boeing's orders were at a standstill in the face of the 737 MAX crisis. And it is far from over yet as more and more details about the fabrication of these aircraft comes out. Well, you knew this was just coming. Vietnam has said it will crack down on goods of Chinese origin or illegally relabeled made in Vietnam by exporters seeking to avoid those tariffs Donald Trump has imposed on Chinese imports. Vietnamese customs have found scores of cases like this amid this U.S.-China trade dispute. Some importers have been illegally repacking goods from China in made-in-Vietnam packaging and then applying for a Vietnamese certificate of origin and then sending the goods off to the USA, Europe, and Japan. Vietnamese Customs said in one example, which was uncovered by U.S. Customs, a Vietnam-based manufacturer of timber products was found to have been importing Chinese timber, which it then relabeled and then shipped off to the USA. Vietnam's Customs Department is developing a process, they say, to better identify and impose penalties on businesses which try to relabel their goods from China to made in Vietnam. Oh, a little closer to home, Lululemon Athletica Inc.'s first quarter earnings outpaced analyst expectations as the athleisure retailer remains confident in its ambitious growth plan for the next several years. Revenues totaled $782 million. bucks. That's up about 20% from the same quarter of the previous year. Lululemon plans to double men's clothing and digital revenue by 2023. The Vancouver-based retailer also expects to quadruple its international revenue within five years, mostly from growth from China. 
all things being equal. The company also expanded its buy online, pick up in store model from 35 locations to 150 in the recent quarter and plans to do a full rollout by the end of the third quarter. Lululemon expects to grow its core women's business in the low double digits annually over the next five years. Men's business at 20% per year. All good news if you're a Vancouver investor and decided to put a few bucks on the hometown horse. Lululemon is doing just fine. Those are some of the week's top consumer stories. We'll look at more as the show goes forward. But coming right up, it'll be a real pleasure to welcome back Dr. Ron Zoko from BC Perio, here to take your calls on All Matters Dental. Coming right up on Vancouver Consumer, here on CKNW. And welcome back to the program this Saturday afternoon on the west coast of Canada. I'm Sterling Fox, and it is indeed a pleasure to welcome back Dr. Ron Zolko from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers in Vancouver and Coquitlam. Dr. Ron, it's great to see you again, sir. It's been a while. <laughs> Sterling, it's a pleasure to be with you once again. Well, it's good to have you back with us, Ron. I, I got a story to tell you. I went to the dentist a couple of weeks ago. Okay, maybe a month ago. So I have, like, this the tooth is starting to bug me a little, and I, I figure I should get it looked at before it goes crazy and I'm really uncomfortable. So I show up and I, as my dentist, I've been seeing this guy now for about 10 years. So I, and I hadn't seen him for at least a year. So I uh, get get stretched out in the chair, put on the big bib and the the usual pleasantries are over with. And then so, okay, open wide and we'll have a look at what's going on here. And I I told him about my complaint. So open wide, I do. He grabs the little mirror and the pokey thing and goes into my mouth and within five seconds says, are you taking some kind of new medication? Have you, are you, is, are, what's going on? Are you doing something different from the last time I saw you? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, I am. I got this new prescription. And how did you know? He said, well, your saliva is different. I said, go on. He said, no, it is. I mean, it's, it's perceptible. I know I've known your mouth for 10 years. You are different. So I had to assume something's going on. Is it that obvious, Dr. Ron, to a dentist and a trained eye that someone has changed their prescription? Wow. (laughs) I'm a little little shocked here, actually. Uh, The reality is, is I'm not too sure I could have figured that one out. Uh, Unless the difference was dramatic, like very, very viscous uh, saliva or something. But but normally speaking, medications that we take sometimes will stop saliva and sometimes will uh, allow saliva to flow a little bit more strongly. Yeah, some of them give you the dry mouth so, and all of that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And, but as far as the viscosity of the saliva and such, it'd have to be a dramatic change for that to make a difference. Interesting stuff. But I, w- I was floored because it was the first thing he said to me after the usual, how's it going and how about those raptors? Uh, <laughs> after we got past that, so stretch out and open wide. And, and within seconds, literally seconds, it was the first thing he asked me and I thought and he knew uh, and of course I was floored because he was right he was bang on the question I have for you is did he tell you what the difference was that he saw Uh, yeah he said it was I, I think to use your word viscous there was more of it and, and, and I said, oh, well, how about that? And I was, I was just impressed. So this goes to something you and I have talked about on this program in the past, because you've been out of dental school more than a few weeks, and I've been on the radio more than a few weeks. But since you were in school, and even then you were receiving a modicum of training with respect to identifying other conditions other than dental in the mouth, but today's dentists are really uh, spending a lot of their dental school time understanding how to diagnose illnesses that dentists were never even told about before. Well, just to give you a little bit of an update, is that the medical training that dentists got back in the days when I graduated, 
uh, was probably much, much more thorough than today's. Interesting. And why would that be? Well, because the medical and dental classes were all in one class uh-huh. back in those days. So we branched off a little bit and did dentistry in the first two years, but pharmacology, uh, anatomy, neuroanatomy, neurophysiology, biochemistry, all the same classes with the medical students, same examination process, everything. Interesting stuff. So, uh, and, and those, uh, obviously that same teaching continues, but I would imagine, if anything, it's just expanded to be able to identify more conditions. Oh, I, I think so. And, uh, and, and certainly the fact that we had that type of organization back then doesn't mean that today's process is any less effective mm-hmm. for training for dentists. And, and given the new conditions and new drugs that are out there, I, I'm sure it is different. Uh, and I'd be surprised if it wasn't at least as thorough. Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, a couple of things that you enjoy talking about. And, and I, I, we talk to our listeners about this from time to time, and I say, you know, the dentist from BC Perio will be here next week, and they're going to talk about the fast-changing, fast-paced world of dentistry. And I know people go, oh, come on. It's dentistry, for crying out loud. <laughs> you would be surprised, folks, at the innovations that have happened in the last two years, in the last 12 months in the world of dentistry. Let's talk about digital dentistry, Dr. Ron, and that'll sort of open that door. Wow, yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, the concept of digital dentistry, what does that mean? Well, we take information that's achieved and we 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 document it not by writing, but by digitation, really. For example, three-dimensional radiographs or x-rays. Mm-hmm. We take a scan and we see this on a computer in three dimensions. We're not looking at through a viewer where we're looking at a two-dimensional picture of an x-ray and interpreting that, but we can actually take that three-dimensional image literally and spin it around, move it around, see what the cross sections are. We can see the image in three dimensions instead of just two. There's a massive amount of information we gain as a result of that. Uh, other aspects of digital dentistry is is scanning the mouth with a, a what we call an optical scanner. And this also digitizes three-dimensional pictures of what you see because it takes a whole myriad of snapshots. I mean, thousands of snapshots. Okay. And puts it all together in a three-dimensional concept so that you can take those and you can move those around. Then you can overlay that information on the x-ray image so you can see not only the bone structure and characteristics that you get from an x-ray, but also what you get from an optical scanner so you can see the teeth and the gums and and all that information. This becomes incredibly valuable for doing superbly accurate and high-quality work with extreme extreme refinement. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate again that uh, when I recent appointment, I, I, I was attended to very well. It took care of me in about a, a half an hour, but also showed me the x-rays. So to spin around here and this is what's wrong. I'll fix, I'm going to fix it by doing this. But the pictures were spectacular. It was, just, I mean, I could understand exactly what was going on. It, it's amazing. And and unfortunately, the flow of digital dentistry into the average dentist's office is not easy, and it's not simple, and it's not inexpensive. Yeah. Therefore, the process is a little slower than we'd like to see. But if you're fortunate enough to be a dentist practicing at BC Perio, which has, I would say, arguably the most comprehensive tools of digital technology and dentistry all in one office of any place that I'm aware of in North America... Uh, then you're then you're really in good shape, and that includes 
in addition to the evaluation and diagnostic equipment that you've just described to us, the x-rays and the 3D, this, that, and the other thing, once it's determined what decision the person is going to take, well, maybe even in, in, the, in the process of determining, well, here's the problem, and we can show you in, in 3D what the problem is. Now, here are our recommendations. Here are the options you have to fix the problem, and you identify those options. But then you can also, with pictures, instant pictures, you can show that person what that option would look, look like in their mouth. That's very true. And we, we often will do that right with the patient watching yeah. as we develop to find out if we put it, for example, we're trying to put an implant into an area where there's no tooth and there's some bone loss. We can put the tooth into the exact final position. We can put an implant in perfect relationship with that tooth and then determine the degree of bone loss relative to the implant. Mm. And so we can do our work to a better, de- finer degree. Now, the other thing which is really Really good is that we can take that information and we can create physical structures and techni- technologies which allow us to, with precision, place implants and do the work we do with uncanny precision. And that's another level again of what digital dentistry will do mm-hmm. for for dentistry itself as a whole and whether you're actually cutting a tooth for a crown and taking a digital impression or you're actually putting an implant in digitally with the precision that's available to you it's unbelievably accurate and good and you can also make those implants and dentures and other appliances that get put into people's mouths right there on the spot and we do that routinely on a day-to-day basis so digital technology has changed industry dramatically and we at bc perio use it on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. and and the i think the other bonus or benefit to clearly to the the client would be you know as as you talk about precision and the ability to deliver really precise results and so you get your new uh, uh implant or your new denture or whatever and not only has it been made down the hall uh, by pros, uh, if there is anything that's even a tiny bit out of whack, it gets adjusted on the spot to fit as precisely as it was intended to be. You're, you're quite correct. And we have the laboratory technology. So we have everything right at our hand on our right side or left side, bring the lab people in, show them what's going on. And the interrelationship we had between all the doctors at BC Perio, as well as the technical staff and uh, the people who actually fabricate an awful lot of the solutions we have right there within the same office, we collaborate in such a mm-hmm. fashion that we can, we can literally uh, achieve achieve results that are so, so difficult for others to uh, achieve. How much uh, activity at BC Perio, whether it's Vancouver on uh, West Broadway or in Coquitlam over there on Johnson Street, how much of the activity of your colleagues at BC Perio is dedicated to restorative versus cosmetic dentistry, Dr. Ron? Interestingly, I I would say, first of all, restorative dentistry is a significant part of BC Perio because you have prosthodontists in there as work. So if you take a look at Dr. Birdie, Dr. Bridger, Dr. Edher, they're all prosthodontists. And what does that mean? Prosthodontist is a person who actually builds teeth. Okay. Makes the teeth. Uh, People who put implants in are people like myself and Dr. Birdie. And and some of the prosthodontists as well will do that. 
But the level of expertise, with, because of the specialty level of uh, the skill sets of the people there, uh, the level of refinement and is actually really, really, really high. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be working there. I'm sure it is. Now, for a person to go to BC Perio, again, either Coquitlam or Vancouver, uh, to, to have an appointment, to have a look, you know, perhaps it's something you've been putting off and putting off and... Well, finally, it's time. It's just time to get get my mouth attended to because I'm I'm tired of not smiling in public anymore. Uh, so, uh, if you're if you're at that point in your life and and you it's time to get it done, when it and and, and you you've heard the BC Perio guys on the radio, they sound like pretty straight shooters, and they are friends. Um, the uh, so, do you need a referral? from your family dentist in order to even make that first phone call? Uh, no, you do not. Uh, in, in fact, if I may go back just for a second, because you made reference to aesthetics mm-hmm. and cosmetics, cosmetics as well. Cosmetics, exactly, yeah. Uh, let me, I just want to say that everything we do, be it prosthetically or surgically, has a very, very strong aesthetic factor to it. Mm-hmm. And, and so nothing we do is without consideration of how the end result is going to look, which is all about the cosmetics talking about. Yeah, and I was, I was talking, I suppose, about not a vanity thing, Dr. Ron, but not not in a medical emergency type where you got a, a you know, abscessed tooth and all that, you know, you, you need attention and it's got to be done now, etc. I was sort of trying to divide the categories of patients I, into, into those who are yeah. after sort of dental emergencies mm-hmm. versus uh, cosmetic uh, applications. I appreciate that. And But what we find is that no matter how old you are, how it looks at the end is valuable and important to absolutely everybody who comes in the office. And we've had people well into their 90s who have had has been as vain as you can imagine a 27-year-old. Well, and, and good for them and, and good for the fact that the, at the end of the day, they get to look in the mirror and go, okay, you nailed it. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So um, the, the, the periodontists are also augmented by prosthodontists. What's the difference between those two skills? Well, the prosthodontist is about the tooth itself, making the tooth. Now, if you can differentiate in the mouth you have, what you, what you can see is the crown of the tooth. And if you put a, a crown on that or make a false tooth for it or what other people refer to as a cap, mm-hmm. that's done by the prosthodontist. The periodontist works around the roots of the teeth more than anything else, the gums and the bone that the roots of the teeth are embedded and keeping those structures healthy. Okay. And uh, Dr. Bobby Birdie, the the boss down there at BC Perio, just happens to be both. One of the few <laughs> dentists in this country certified, board certified in both skills. In both skills in both Canada and the U.S. And uh, which is why I keep referring to you folks as the world-class dentist from BC Perio. Dr. Bobby Birdie was in with us a couple of weeks ago and talked about his travel schedule. And he's off to India and Singapore and lecturing and, and giving presentations and all the rest of it. Well, our guest in studio today is equally popular in the other part of the world. Dr. Ron is off to uh, Cairo uh, for a a series of of lectures and presentations uh, beginning in a few months' time. We'll tell you more about that, and we'll also open up the phone lines. Andrew and Ben, let's uh, let's get ready for some calls. 604-280-9898. Lines are wide open. Our guest is Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers. You got a question? The dentist is in the house.
Welcome back to the program this Saturday afternoon. It's warm, kind of almost feels a little buggy out there. The sun is starting to shine as well. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers on West Broadway in Vancouver and on Johnson Street in Coquitlam. We opened up our phone lines. Your calls are most welcome to The Dentist. Dr. Ron Zokel back with us. 604-280-9898 is the number to call. 604-280-9898. Let's start with Nigel in Surrey, who's been waiting ever so patiently. Thank you for that. Good afternoon. Nigel, go ahead, please. Oh, okay, then let's, uh, let's move right along. And uh, Linda, also in Surrey, is with us. Linda, go ahead. Good morning, or good afternoon. Hi. Yeah, I would just like to know, um, I don't know if your guests can tell me this, but uh, maybe at a ballpark figure, what a good precision um, pair of dentures would cost, roughly. A a precision pair of dentures. uh, Yeah. A lot depends on on where you go, and uh, I wish I, I could give you a real good okay, number. If I but, was to go to your office? Uh, I would say that you'd be somewhere in the area of about $1,500. $1,500, okay, yeah. Yeah, I thought it would be around that, yeah. And uh, so is that, now, is there A, B, and C? Is for quality and all that? Well, to some degree there is. However, what uh-huh. I will tell you is this, and what we found, we talked about digital dentistry earlier. Okay. Uh, what we find is that when we take a digital impression of your jaw, we don't use that, that goop anymore that you stick in the mouth oh. and wait for oh, it to you don't. Okay. Uh, okay. That, so, that's a relief. Eh, that's terrific. In yeah. most cases, we are, don't have to do that. So if we can take a digital impression and make a set of dentures and we mill it with our digital technology instead uh-huh. of creating a denture the old-fashioned way, uh-huh. uh, we find that the quality of fit is better. And uh-huh. not only that, but the dentures are a lot stronger. They don't break okay. as easily, and they don't okay. accumulate a lot of debris because the porosities are lower, which okay. means the bacteria and all the garbage you get in your mouth doesn't right, actually right. infiltrate into the denture itself. So okay. digital dentures have come an awful long yeah, way. They certainly have. Okay, and your um, Coquitlam office is where? Uh, on Johnson Street. It's uh, number 250 at 1175 Johnson Street, Linda. Is that near Lougheed Mall? Um, not too far away. Okay, okay. Uh, you're thinking of SkyTrain? Is that uh, the connection yeah, yeah, you're trying yeah. to make there? Uh, I'll tell you what, bcperio.ca is the website. Perio is spelled P-E-R-I-O. Check the website, okay. bcperio.ca, Linda. And if you okay. go to bcperio.com, you get a couple of guys in Dallas That's who correct. can do nothing for you. bcperio.ca. <laughs> and both locations are there. And all of you can book your consultation today by simply clicking on a little button on the website. Okay, sounds great. All right. Thank you very good luck much. with that, Linda. It's a pleasure. Okay. Nice to have you with us this afternoon. Sorry, Ron, what were you saying? I said good luck with that, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> Bonita, hello to you. Hi. Um, thank you for taking my call. I like your show. I have a question for the dentist. Go ahead, a please. question. With all the toothpaste that we have on market, et cetera, et cetera, what, what should... What should we be using to brush our teeth? I still have my teeth. And what is the correct way to brush? And is flossing absolutely something you should do? Ah, that was actually a controversial thing about a year or so ago when somebody in the profession said, well, you know, it's not as important as it's cracked up to be. And a lot of dentists like yourself, Dr. Ron, went, wait just a minute here. This is, this is a subject to take about an hour to go through. That's oh, right. Goodness. Well, let's talk but about toothpaste. Let's the, the, talk the about basics. toothpaste. Now, yeah. it's interesting to know that back in the days when I did all my training, the, all the studies showed that you actually got more effective brushing and cleaning of the tooth structure if you used water instead of 
toothpaste. Wow. Now, that was an interesting thing that I found out at that time. However, the, the additives onto the toothpaste, be it fluorides or what have you, help me remineralize the tooth. And that becomes, you have sensodyne, which helps reduce sensitivity mm-hmm. of teeth. So depending on the nature of that. One of the things that I would recommend is not using a highly abrasive toothpaste. So the mm. gels, I think, are better. Toothbrushes. I, I think the studies have shown that the, uh, the electric toothbrushes are more effective uh, mm-hmm. than the handheld toothbrushes. I personally like the Sonicare, although Oral-B is another electronic toothbrush mm-hmm. that is well recommended by yeah, a lot of specialists. Mm-hmm. What I can tell you, though, is that some people who use a manual toothbrush and do an effective job with it mm-hmm. may get a better result than people electronic toothbrushes mm-hmm. doing an average to poor result uh, uh, job with that. So a lot mm-hmm. depends on the user. And people have said, well, can I use this type of a toothbrush? I said, look, quite frankly, I don't care if you use a whisk broom as long as you get the <laughs> job done correctly. That's right. Well, my, my teeth are really good. I don't have any cavities and, uh, you know, I take care of my teeth. One thing I don't do is I do not floss. Oh, no, okay. No, no it's do interesting. I have to floss? <laughs> no, you don't have to floss. Okay. If only if you want to remain a little bit healthier, it would be beneficial to floss. Uh-huh. Now, okay. what I can tell you is this: is there are studies out there today that show that using a water pick or a, a water okay. device is as effective as flossing, Linda. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's, I'm sorry. Benita. Benita, yeah. sorry. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so you might give some consideration to that. But if you are really against flossing, give the water pick a try. Okay. Mm. Okay. Thank I, you but, very much. Yeah, I, I think that'll be helpful for you. And, and can I just follow up on Benita's question about the toothpaste? You were talking about water. You know, and now people take water and a little bit of baking soda or something like right out of the box and sprinkle that onto the toothbrush and have a go with that. What's that all about? I, I'm not so sure I'd go that route. I think there's an abrasiveness to that. I don't think it's all that beneficial. Okay. So I would stay with a gel toothpaste. Uh, and I think in most cases, uh, I happen to like a product that is not a cut normal product. I use a product called OxyFresh toothpaste. Okay. And... Uh, but it's not well understood and not well reviewed, I think, by a lot of people. Uh, I, but your crests, your Colgates, all your basic toothpastes that are in gel form, I think would be a very reasonable toothpaste. Last time your buddy, Dr. Bobby Birdie, was with us, he talked about brushing and frequency of brushing. And he said, most of us, most of us get up and the first thing we do in the morning is brush our teeth. And we think that's the most important toothbrush of the day, kind of gets the old motor started. Next thing, a cup of coffee and you're human again. And he said, maybe that works for you. But in his estimation, Dr. Ron, the most important toothbrush of the day is the last one before you go to bed. Because all those hours that you spend with all that junk in your mouth. If you don't brush it out before you do, your, your mouth can damage can occur. Well, there are two reasons people brush their teeth. One is for cleanliness, and the other is disease control. The other is for cosmetics. In other words, can people smell my breath? Mm-hmm. And therefore, they use it as a deodorant. Mm-hmm. I would say this. I would say that Dr. Birdie is absolutely correct in terms of optimal health response. But why not do it when you do go to bed, and why not do it after you had breakfast in the morning? Right. To get both values. Sure. Okay. Uh, back to the phones. Monica in Surrey, thanks for waiting. Hello. You're very welcome. Uh, hi, Dr. Vogel. How are you? Fine, Monica. Thank you. I'm just wondering, could you clarify the, the process a little uh, more clearly uh, in regards to replacing the missing tooth? Um, my understanding is that a metal rod, uh, kind of a cone-shaped metal rod, uh, is inserted into your gum. 
and it's since it's a surgical type of uh, concept or process, they're cutting open your gum, and the the reason that it takes that period of time is because the healing needs to take place for a few months. So. Um, it is recommended, or apparently it's recommended, that that takes place, and then the um, the tooth implant, or the, the tooth itself is inserted. Now, I may have some of that a little bit not quite in the process of the lingo, but could you clarify and explain that a little better than I have just asked? Oh, good, good call, though, Monica. It's important to know how this stuff really works. Dr. Ron? No, and I think you got an overview there, Monica. Here, what we What we do is is that when we lose a tooth, several things happen. Uh, The bone will often be lost, and so the gum tissue will also deteriorate to some degree as well. The implant is titanium, is what we use these days, and is embedded in the bone structure as opposed to the gum. The gum is just the coating on the bone, if you will, and it surrounds the, the implant as it comes out of the bone structure, and a tooth is built onto that. What we find, though, is that is that when you take a tooth out, the most ideal time to place that implant is immediately after the tooth has been removed, uh-huh. if the bone volume allows for it. And, uh, and even the better result from that is to put a tooth on the implant also at exactly the same time as you put the implant in, provided the circumstances are appropriate. That's where you get your very best results. Having said that, the implant does take time for bone to grow around it, for sure. But we do know that when we put the implant in earlier, we see that the and the, and the implant doesn't move, which is a key factor. If the implant doesn't move, the bone actually becomes better around the implant than if we delayed the time at which we put the tooth on it. So there's a lot of factors which go into it. A lot depends on the disease that uh, that required the tooth to be removed in the first place. In the first place. place, yeah. Interesting. Does that help, Monica, at all? Clear oh, things up for you? Does. Okay. Thanks very much for the call. I appreciate hearing from you this afternoon as we head out to the valley and we're in Abbotsford with Margaret on the line. Hello. Hello. Margaret, it's your turn. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, maybe she got nervous at the last. That happens too. You know, I'm going to call that guy. And, oh, I'm on. Oh, I can't do it. So uh, 604-280-9898 if you have the courage to give us a call and ask a question of the dentist. Uh, I wanted to talk about teeth in one day. All in four is another way of explaining this. They are the same thing, are they not? Not quite. Oh, okay. But close. Well, they, you see, they, this is why we have you on the show. People like Monica and I need clarification, no. <laughs> Dr. Ron. <laughs> it's close. The all-on-four concept is, is just that. It's a concept. It could be all your teeth that are sitting on four implants, but it could be five implants, could be six implants or more. The all that's what the all on four concept is. Oh, so each tooth does not necessarily require its own pin that's to absolutely. set the thing. Up. Okay, the I all on four suggests that you have far more teeth than you have implants supporting them. Okay, so uh, the full arch of teeth are all bound together, and the whole system then is supported by four somewhere between four and six implants, and it depends on the bone strength and quality as to whether you use four, five, or six implants when okay. you do that. Now, teeth in a day is a little different in that when we put the implants in or take your bad teeth out, put the implants in, and put that all-on-four system in place, that gives you teeth in one day. And you literally do it in one and day? And we do it routinely that way, and it gives us our 
best results. How many days of lead time and prep work and uh, getting x-rays and all of that stuff from the patient perspective does it take before you actually go in and on that day get the whole shooting match taken care of? And it depends. If you already have a pre-existing denture, we could do it that same day. Oh, okay. Now, that's a little unrealistic right. because there's other things we want to accomplish. But the next day is entirely possible. If you don't have a denture, let's say you have some very, very bad teeth and there's no way that you can save them. What we have to do is take an impression and create a temporary denture. And that takes that takes several days, up to a week maximum. Then you can come in and now we can remove the teeth. We can actually properly prepare the bone structure, put the implants in, and convert that denture. We don't make it a denture for you. We actually convert it to fit onto those implants and fix onto the implants. So uh, you come in, you have all that surgical procedure done, we put the implants in, we do the little bit of the lab work that has to be done, and then later on in the day, we actually fix the teeth to the implants. So you walk away with a brand new set of teeth the very day you came in to have your old teeth out. Amazing stuff. Uh, just to follow up on, on Monica's line of inquiry, Dr. Ron, uh, when the, the, uh, the, there's a noticeable degree of bone loss, uh, are there techniques that you can use to replace or augment that missing bone area if you need something to pl- put a one of those little pins into? Uh, that's a great question because the thing that causes teeth to be lost in the first place may or may not involve a, a fair amount of bone disease oh, okay. and a fair amount of bone loss. So when when a tooth is removed, if there is extensive bone loss, we may be able to put the implant in and may be able to graft the bone back again at the same time. Uh-huh, okay. Now, in the most severe of conditions, and the disease is so, so extensive that we cannot get the implant in at the same time, then we would regenerate that bone before and allow that to heal three to five months before we actually went back and put the implants into that bone structure. Okay. Let's uh, see if we can squeeze one more call. If Nigel and Surrey is actually there and can do it quickly, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you. Go ahead. Dr. Zokal, uh, some of your procedures require almost a second mortgage, uh, more than $50,000. Do you have any payment plans? Now, that's that's an interesting question. Uh, we do have some means by which you can, you can f- reduce the cost at any specific time, but it has to be on an individual consideration. By and large, we will facilitate whatever paperwork is necessary to help you get financing, but by and large, when we do procedures, we expect to have the procedures paid for by the time they're completed. Interesting stuff. Now, is any of this stuff covered by any uh, corporate-type business-at-work dental plans? Dental plans, to some degree, oh, okay. there are, but not to the extent that it, it re- takes a $50,000 case and yeah, reduces you pay, it to a couple thousand dollars. They pay 80% or something like that. That just doesn't happen. Yeah, Most yeah. of this advanced work is outside of dental plans. And, and that's unfortunate, but it is a reality. And there's a reason for it, because in, if insurance covered that thing, the insurance companies would go broke in a heartbeat. Oh, interesting stuff. Dr. Ron, we're fresh out of time. I am always grateful for yours. You're off to Cairo to give a, a lecture before we see you again. Yes. You're taking your summer break now. We won't actually run into you or Dr. Edder or Dr. Birdie or any of your colleagues for a few months. So from all of us on this team, uh, the very best for the summer of 2019 to you and your colleagues at BC Perry. And we'll look forward to a, a gap 
gathering in the fall, and you can tell us tall tales of travel. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sterling. Appreciate it. It's a pleasure. bcperio.ca, friends. bcperio, P-E-R-I-O dot C-A. And they are located in Vancouver at 777 West Broadway and in Coquitlam at 1175 Johnson Street. BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers. And once again, our thanks to Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio for another very informative visit. And thanks for your calls, too. That was fun. Coming up in our next hour, you'll meet the people from Pacific M&A and Business Brokers Limited. We're going to talk about buying and selling businesses here in Canada, here in British Columbia, and around the world. Should be an absolutely fascinating hour, and you bet our phone lines will be open then, too. Time now for Duly Noted. And this time, our producer, Ben Dooley, has a look at the new beefed-up cell phone plans. Thanks, Sterling. Bell has joined Rogers in offering wireless data plans that don't charge overage fees once the monthly cap has been exceeded, a new approach for Canada's national wireless carriers. Like its rival, Bell is offering a $75 per month plan with up to 10 gigabytes of full-speed data usage per month, followed by unlimited data at reduced speeds. Consumer advocacy group Open Media questions the timing of the largest announcement, pointing out it comes amid a CITC review of the wireless market. Here's Marie Azpiazu. After you hit your, ironically, data cap, uh, you're being throttled from LTE to 3G, which significantly reduces the speed of your connection and what you can actually do with your phone. Do I think that they, they want to be able to pat themselves on the back and show the CRTC that they've done the thing? Uh, and I think that they're also scared of the prospect of uh, the review resulting in new providers coming into the market and fostering actual competition. Rogers also said it will introduce new options for financing device purchases later this summer. I'm Ben Dooley, and that's Dooley Noted. Thanks, Ben. Time for a couple more consumer quickies. Before the news, the inaugural Fodor's Travel Awards results are in, chosen by the company's editorial team of travel experts who have named the best airports, airlines, and cruises around the world. And in the States, in a variety of categories, the rankings reveal the best and worst airports are both in Los Angeles. An unplanned coincidence, they say. The best, Hollywood Burbank Airport. And the worst... Ha uh, you guessed it, LAX, Los Angeles International Airports. Other airport awards given to Singapore's Chenji Airport, the best international, London's Heathrow, best for shopping, Newark Liberty International in New Jersey, best for foodies, and Jackson Hole Airport in Wyoming, the best tiny airport. Fodor's demanded a, a determined, rather, a host of other award winners, among them best airline, Delta, best airline for flying with pets, American, best airline for plus-size passengers, JetBlue, best airline for flying with kids, Qatar Airwaves, uh, best budget cruise, Carnival, best booze cruise, Norwegian, and the best cruise to replace your dating app, Kesha Cruise. Start preparing your stomachs are going into training in some way because the biggest one-day food truck festival in Canada is going down in New West this summer. Attendees who head to the 7th Annual Columbia Street Food Truck Fest can expect to find over a 100 food trucks at this event. In addition to all that, you'll be a half a dozen beer gardens, stages for live music, and, well, a few folks. This is an afternoon-evening affair from 4 to 10. There'll be a huge vendor artisan market as well. It all happens six weeks from today... Saturday, July 27th, all on Columbia Street in downtown New Westminster. So those are a couple more of the week's top consumer stories. We'll have even more for you after the news on Vancouver Consumer.
The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.